Hello and welcome to the Leathercraft Masterclass podcast with me, Philip, your host for today. And I'm sitting here in a warm workshop. It's lovely in here. It smells of rich leather. It smells of different waxes and oils. And, you know, it's times like this when it's rainy outside. It's, it's grey and dismal. And life's just kind of carrying on. Here in the workshop, you know, it's... It's just such a nice place to be. It's one of my favorite places in the world, if not my favorite place in the world. And it's one of the things that inspired me to put up a post on Instagram yesterday, in fact, about thanking everybody who supports me in what I do, who likes and subscribes, buys my videos, shares my content, everything like that. I just wanted to put a post out there and it's just a picture of me stitching a bag that I'm finishing off here. And I just wanted to set the scene for pretty much what I do on a on a on a daily basis and what's involved in in my work here, and set the scene for what my day normally looks like, uh, and that's my story, and then just tell everybody how much I'm grateful for their support in any way, whether it's a you know financial support, whether it's just liking photos, it really doesn't matter. It's it's the support that has been thrown my way. And the support for Leathercraft in general has, has blown my mind. And as one of the reasons that I like Instagram so much compared to other platforms is I really do feel it's uh, it's it's the best place for Leathercraft. I mean, there's there's communities that have grown on Facebook around Leathercraft, and I completely appreciate that. But uh, for me in general, I, I find Instagram is, is just a great place, a great place platform to showcase what I do and talk to people and communicate with people but something that I was blown away by is not necessarily the amount of likes that I got on the picture you know that that's always nice uh it doesn't get as much likes as as a close-up of, of uh, stitching that I did the other day like <laughs> I was like twice the likes I don't know why a close-ups of stitching gets so many likes and I can see I think that uh, sculpts people on, uh, on leather workers on 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 other accounts so sometimes you go on there and it's just close-ups of stitching everywhere because <laughs> obviously that's what people like so they just keep giving them what they like but uh, i digress uh moving back it, it's not necessarily the likes but what it, what blew me away was the amount of engagement that i got from that post and i think it was down to the fact that i didn't just thank the people who've supported me. I didn't just thank the people who followed me, who subscribed, who buy my videos, etc. I also took the time to thank the people who didn't believe in me. In when I said that I'm going to start my own business, I'm going to start my own craft business, I'm going to start uh, taking my passion, my hobby into a business. There were several people who didn't believe in me. Some of which are people that I love, some of which are people that I am close to, some are people who whose opinion I really respect and who are an authority on the subject. And it's way harder when negative comments come from people that you have a level of respect for or that you have a close relationship with. And I think my message today 
is don't ignore people. Don't ignore people who you, you know, normally respect. Don't ignore people who you love or you're close to. But look at their comments and their advice objectively. And always remember, there are millionaires, if you see that as success, there are millionaires out there living the life that they dreamed of because they invented something that most of us would laugh at and think would never sell, but did, and they nailed it. So there are too many examples of where you could almost guarantee failure for that individual, but they succeeded. So if you think that you want to take your craft to the next level, whatever that may be, or whatever direction that you want to go in, if you think you can take it to the next level and you can make a profitable business out of it, I'm here to tell you that you can. How successful you want to be, what you define as success, you might go, I just want to pay my mortgage, pay for my car bills, pay for my food, and I'm just happy doing my thing. Or you might say, I want to start a new business, I want to start a new venture. You might look at uh, Leathercraft as more of an entrepreneurial endeavor. Then whatever you want to do, that's your choice, that's your decision and then pursue that. But if people come, and they will come and say to you, that's not a good idea. If it could be done, and people would be doing it. There's no money in it. You'll be live, you'll be working every hour that you're awake, and you'll be getting no money for it. People just don't appreciate the craft anymore. People just aren't in, into good quality anymore. There's no money, you know. It's, you're gonna hear virtually the same comments from a lot of people. Not necessarily, but just expect it. If it's something that you really want to do and you have passion behind it, you have drive, you have de determination, the audacity and the stubbornness to just keep going with something, you will eventually succeed. It's a matter of time. If you constantly learn from your failure and keep striving, keep moving forwards and keep applying the new things that you're learning, it's a matter of time. It really is. But... When people, good intention people, come to you and say that it's not possible, it's not a good idea, you should try something else instead, you can look at this two ways. You can either think to yourself, okay, um, I'm going to use this as an example to show you how wrong you are. I appreciate you. I may even love you. But I am going to show you that it is possible. Or you could take it the other way and then let it completely stop you from doing what you want to do. So you can either use that negativity, and it is negativity, even if it's well-intentioned. You can use it as fuel, or you can let it defeat you. Or there is another possible option. You still strive to endeavor to do what you want to do in life, whatever that may be, outside of craft or business, but you, want, you have a goal and you want to do that, and people say it's not a good idea. You might carry on doing it, but because you respect those people, because you value them, in the back of your mind, it's always there. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. All the time, you try something new. It doesn't work. See, told you it was never going to work. And you let it slow you down. And that eventually begins to negatively affect your belief in yourself, your belief in your vision, your belief in your dream. So just be careful on how pervasive negative comments, even if it's well-intentioned, it can have such a bad effect on your mental state of being and then you will enter into whatever endeavor or venture that you want to go into half-hearted. You're not fully in the game. You're not fully committing because your tentative 
you're nervous, you're expecting to fail before you start, you start with a low level of belief. And that low level of belief moves into a low level of action. And that low level of action moves into a low level of results. And that just reinforces the low level of belief in the first place. So if you're going to do this, go all in. Start out with a huge belief in yourself and work on ways on building your own belief in what you do, your vision, and where you want to go with your life. Another thing I want to say on negativity is you're going to get it from all sorts of places. And the bigger you get, the more popular you get, the more people are aware that you exist, the more you're going to get it. You are always going to get negativity. You're always going to get negative comments on social media. I've been quite lucky so far. Only once or twice have I had to delete a comment and just ban them. It's usually people that are, you know, they're either they're jealous or they've wanted to do what I'm doing and they've never had, um, they just never had that belief in themselves and they don't like seeing other people succeed. You are always going to get those people, You're always going to get them. Dealing with them is another matter. Now, if someone comes on and says, mm, I don't agree with that or the way that you're doing things, I will happily chime in and keep the constructive criticism because I keep I think that's important. And when people question what I do, it definitely makes me question myself more and makes me more aware of what I'm doing all the time. Uh, especially when the camera's on me, you, you become hyper aware of everything that you're doing with your hands and you know everything. But you are going to get negativity and learning to deal with it is very difficult. And one of the ways that you can deal with negativity so that you can increase your level of self-belief in what you want to do in life is reducing as much negativity as you possibly can. Now, this is not necessarily advice. It's just what I do. And you might find it a little bit extreme or you might not. You might agree with me. It might be something you do already. But something that I like to do is reduce the amount of newspapers, news, media, television, etc. in my life. I don't buy newspapers. I purposely don't read newspapers if it's on a table next to me. I don't listen to the news. Now, you might be thinking, you know, what kind of informed citizen are you? You know, it's uh, <laughs> you, should be, uh, you should be staying on top of current affairs and what's going on in the world. If there's something like a huge natural disaster and I can donate or help out in some way, Absolutely. And I think that's important. And if it's that big, you're going to find out about it. There's no way that you can't live in the modern world unless you're a hermit. But if something happened to someone on the other side of the world that I could not have prevented, there's nothing I can do about it now. And there's nothing I can do about it going forward. The only thing that happens is now that negative thing is now in my awareness and I'm thinking about it and it's horrific and it's horrible. If there's something I can do, absolutely. But oftentimes you'll see things on the news that don't affect you in any way, fortunately, but there's also nothing that you can do about it, and you being aware of it doesn't change a thing. Now, for national disasters, you know, you're, you're going to find out about it, but staying away from as much media as possible, not necessarily social media to do with, you know, Leathercraft. I'm very much active on that, but I kind of stay within that niche a little bit because there's a lot of people that will post really negative things on Facebook and share horrible things that are going on in the world. And every time you stop and you read and you invest your time in that, it takes up 
valuable real estate in your brain because you might be thinking about that afterwards. You might be, you know, worrying about financial situation that's going on in the world, which probably isn't going to affect you at this point in time. You know, it, it's just it's just an idea. I'm not saying stop reading the news or listening to the news. I'm not saying stop reading newspapers or don't turn on the television and let it dictate what you're going to be entertained with. I still, uh, I don't, you know, I unplugged about two years ago, but I still have Netflix and Amazon Prime. I love the documentaries on there and some really great films. But I like to listen to podcasts. I like to watch vlogs on successful people and people that who are really you know, inspiring to me. And I try and fill my time, my spare time that I'm not doing my craft or I'm not working on the business by being entertained by people that I want to emulate or who have something that I don't have or have a skill that I don't have. And then I can then try and work on that and improve on that. But I'm surrounding myself with things that I can be grateful all the time. And I'm surrounding myself with positive people who are making me think about other areas in life that I can improve on and move forward and then we can all grow together and I think that's extremely important and for me that has made the biggest difference to avoiding negativity and making sure that I stay in a positive state of mind doing what I want to do because working for yourself and having your own business especially in a craft is risky absolutely it's risky so if you enter it with you know self-doubt uh, lack of self-belief uh, you're worrying about things all the time. You're filling your head with with negative comments and bad things going on in the world, and that makes you worry more. Then it will be far more difficult to succeed, in my opinion. So staying focused and avoiding negativity is something that I feel very passionate about. And one of the ways I do that is to block out things that bring negativity into my world. Another question that I get asked. Not all the time, but it, it comes up with regularity from time to time in emails, in direct messages. You know, people go on my website and asking me. And they're asking me why I am doing things a certain way. And it's usually, there's two, usually two culprits. One is why don't I use an electric creaser? And number two is why do I use an awl? Uh, I probably get more comments about the electric creaser, actually. But one thing that I've kind of learned to do, another thing that I find is important, is every now and then, just sit down with your own thoughts and think about why you do what you do. And why did I start doing this in the first place? And other than the fact that Yes, it's a medium that I love working with. There's so many kind of secrets in leathercraft to uncover, so many skills to uncover over time. I love you know, mastering certain tools and working on my weaknesses. And, you know, it's it just so many things that you can build up with and evolve over time. And that's what really fascinates me. But one of the other things, one of the big factors in choosing this craft, leathercraft that we all love, is it slows me down. It takes me away from the busy mind, the mind of thinking about life and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to build this and how I'm going to do that. It allows me to slow down. And for me, that is really important. I tend to 
have a lot of thoughts. I mean, if you're a creative individual like I am, you will understand when I say there's sometimes you're laying there at night and there's a million things going through your mind. It's like, uh, you know, the, the screen in the matrix with the little green text going down and you so fast you can't even decipher what it is, even though it's not in a language. Or, it's just so much data and information going through that it just this this crazy, as Tim Ferriss calls it, a monkey mind. It's just this crazy uh, ideas and thoughts and things you need to do and possibilities. And it's just really hard to sleep sometimes. And for me, there's, there's nothing that settles my mind more than stopping what I'm doing, whatever it is. Maybe I'm editing a video, whether I've been sitting at the computer for eight hours straight and I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> sometimes I stop, have something to eat recalibrate, go back down to the workshop, get a piece of leather, mark it, get the all out, get some thread, two needles, and just start stitching for no good reason other than it's like mindfulness. It allows my brain to calm down, slow down, and sometimes that's where my greatest ideas come from. Things just start to make sense the important things come to the forefront of my mind and it allows me to stop and recalibrate. And because of that, I love the craft. I love the tradition. I love the old ways and I love the skills within a skill. And that includes simple things like using a heated edge creaser. You have to learn how hot it should be. You have to gauge by holding it under your lips to feel the heat coming up. So that you get an idea after you know months and years of doing it of how hot it is for what type of leather you have to learn that as you're going along you're gradually slowing down to increase heat transfer as the piece of metal that you're using on the crease cools down so that you have the same depth of uh, of crease and definition this it's a skill within a skill and some people are just like i am really not interested in that I just want the tool to do a job, give me an electric creaser, it makes it faster, it makes it more consistent. Absolutely, and I can completely understand why. And it's the same with using an awl. You know, some people like to find uh, a, a, you know, a, a stitch puncher, a prick and iron, that they can punch through as many layers of leather as possible um, so they can get the result that they want and not have to use an awl because using an awl is awkward and it slows you down. For me, that's just a challenge that makes me want to do it more so that when I, uh, you know, learn and work on mastering techniques with the awl, then I can get stitches that in my mind look better than when I use just a pricking iron. So it's, it's one of these things, it takes years to learn, you know, and it's one of the reasons it's still used in some of the top leather luxury leather goods companies is the schools that teach these artisans how to do it. Don't let them stop using a particular tool that most people would find the hard way of doing things. They don't let them stop using it because they go, ah, it's just easier to do it this way. They make them do it. So they get to a point where they've mastered that tool and then they understand, oh yes, it's better this way or it improves this way or it opens up more opportunities and more creative ways to work with leather this way. And it gives a level of intimacy with the piece that you're working on and the tools that you have that you just wouldn't ordinarily get if you have the mindset of trying to do things a more efficient or faster way, because working with leather goods and hand stitching, hand cutting, hand skiving is about the most inefficient way that you can do this craft and earn money from it. If it's, you know, if you do it for earning money, because 
you could also either design or pay a designer to come up with a design and then have a factory make it for you and then work with someone who's involved in social media marketing to then market your product and create buzz and then you can start sending the products to influencers and I mean, that's how the Cambridge Satchel Company went from zero to over 60 million in a very short space of time. I believe it was five years. If you want the most efficient way of doing things, that's one of the ways. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it than that. And there's a lot of other better ways of doing it. I'm not a professional marketer. Don't get me wrong. But we've chosen to do something the hard way. So if you've chosen to do something the hard way and then you're focusing on how to make those things faster. I think sometimes it involves recalibrating and just sitting down and thinking, why did I do this in the first place? Why did I take up this craft? Why did I take up this challenge of doing something the old way, the hard way, the traditional way? Why did I start doing it? And am I still moving on with those reasons in mind? Or have I changed? Have I gone, okay, I need to make more money. I need to speed things up. I can't do, you know, 20 card holders in a day if I do it this way. Well, is that why you started? Or, you know, I'm not saying that anybody's wrong here. I'm not saying that I'm wrong. I'm not saying that anybody else who has a different opinion, God knows, you know, doesn't mean you're wrong because you don't agree with what I do. But I always think it's good to slow down and ask yourself a set of questions Am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I doing this the way that I intended to do it from the beginning because I wanted to slow things down? I wanted to do things traditionally. I want to keep history alive. I want to promote heritage. Or am I just trying to increase my sales? And I think sometimes we need to sit down and just ask ourselves a set of frank questions and then analyze the kind of answer that we give ourselves. Because I think sometimes we can get away from our vision very, very quickly if we don't take the time just to question what we're doing. So moving forward with this podcast for the future, I did a little bit of research and apparently the average commute time, which is when most people listen to podcasts, is 25 minutes in the United States. Now, I'm imagining in the Western world that, you know, it's going to be very similar to the United States, around 25 minutes. So the most popular podcasts uh, outside of specialist long form podcasts, uh, say the Joe Rogan show, for example, um, the most popular podcasts are actually 20 minutes in length, just under the average commute time. Now, something that I've noticed with my podcast, even though I haven't put a ton of them out yet, there's only been a certain amount of episodes. But one thing I've noticed is the longer the podcast, the higher the dropout rate and also the lower the downloads or the listens if they're streaming it. So I think I I mean, I've, I've received quite a bit of criticism, constructive criticism over things that I've said in the podcast. I've received criticism over uh, going on. Uh, on certain subjects for too long and I you know I try and look at things objectively because there's usually some kind of truth in there especially if they're taking the time to email me and say yeah I really like this but as uh, yeah I got, uh, got a bit boring you know um so I can, <laughs> I can yeah I, I can kind of agree I I do have the tendency um and this is the same for like all the guys in my family uh we tend to 
over-explain and over-analyze things too much and go on for too long. Now, this might work in certain situations like uh, my courses where people are actually paying for the content. They want to know the, the ins and outs of a particular technique or certain material where it's these little tiny details are relevant to making their craft better and improving then I think that's that's a good platform for that. But I think a podcast, it tends... Because it's not a visual process either. People tend to zone out too easily if you go on about things for too long. So my goal now is to try and not bullet point everything that I'm, I'm going to be talking about. And, but I think brevity is the key on this one. Just bringing things down a little bit. Making my point, talking. Until the... Um, until the interviews start coming into place, which is, you know, it's going to it's going to take a while. I'm not going to lie. But the uh, the key on that is I, I think it's going to be a lot more interesting hearing the stories from people around the world than just just me talking. Some people do like that. But I, I think when it comes to just doing the podcast myself and talking about certain subjects and questions that come up with, uh, from uh, people who listen in, then I think the key is keeping it around 20 to 25 minutes is ideal. So that's what I will be doing. And if you disagree with that or you you really prefer the longer podcasts and that's something that you like, then absolutely. But uh, taking a look at the analytics, it is, a, you know, it, it it's better to have them shorter. So I will keep be keeping them shorter for now until the interviews start coming through. So uh, that's it from me this week. And if you have any questions or you want any questions answered in future podcasts or you're looking to be interviewed, I do have a list of people on uh, who are looking to be interviewed. So please, absolutely, bring a name forward. And thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for following, liking, subscribing, or whatever you do that uh, keeps me doing what I love to do. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I will see you next week. 